if you can afford to do it, I think you've got to take that out of the question and go, well, you've almost got to park that and go, is he our guy? Not, not The dollar figure should not be front of mind in that because of the wealth that West Coast possess. Mm. Just make a good decision. Let's get a feel for how things are inside the four walls at West Coast. Matthew Knights, the assistant coach, has been good enough to give us some of his time. Matthew, welcome to Crunch Time. Yeah, thanks, Ta. It's been a, a really long, slog, hard, trying year. How are you and how's everyone holding up at the club? Yeah, no, it certainly has been a slog. Um, you know, I suppose from um, early in the year when we, when we played GWS, had a great win, and then Fremantle the following week and probably had a few casualties out of that game, um, albeit we played well for long periods. But I guess since then it's been a slog. We haven't had any consistency in our form and I guess the, um, you know, not getting Ws on a consistent basis um, means, you, you know, you're front up to the club and we've just got to be here for the players. As coaches, we've just got to hear, be here to support the players and they're the ones... Um, they're the ones that are looking to execute match day. So, yeah, it's been a slog, but um, everyone's up for the challenge. Um, we're, you know, there's a lot of experience in, in the footy department and the coaching group, so we've just got to stay positive for the, for the group and the players. And, yeah, we've got, some, we've got some youngsters that are showing some signs, albeit, you know, that's, you know, it's up and down a little bit with them, but, you know, they're showing great character and they're all pretty coachable. And, um, and our senior blokes have just got to... Um, show them the way and, and um, be good leaders and be good role models match day. Matthew, we, had, uh, we, we heard Adam Simpson talk on 6PR a couple of days ago about the fact that um, he essentially approached people at the club to talk to assistant coaches at other clubs to plan for next year and he was told just to wait and that's what led to conversations between himself and Trevor Nisbet. What's your understanding of your role at the club next year? I'm not sure if you're contracted and will you be at the Eagles? Yeah, no, that's... Well, that's um, You've made me privy of those conversations, so I didn't. I was unaware that Simo um, went down that track. So, um, yeah, I haven't really got involved in it. Being his experience, you tend to understand that um, football is, is, you know, it's performance, it's emotion, and you know the club will take care of what they need to take care of. Um, in regards to my role, I haven't even given it a second thought, to be honest. I'm contracted for next year. Um, conversations thus far with Gavin Bell have been really positive so good um, that's that's where that sits and yeah apart from that I don't, don't know a hell of a lot more. Nida you mentioned your job has been there to support the players it's a bloody tough time for coaches who supports you guys? Yeah it's a good question I think we've got um, we've got Matt Bergen who um, I suppose is an ear and a psychologist at the club and then there's Gavin Bell in football ops so there's a couple of resources there mate where we can go and speak to if we need to and I think you know I I guess being experienced, it's okay, but we've also got some young coaches in development and are probably seeing this situation for, so I guess, the first time. It's pretty unique. So, you know, supporting those young coaches is imperative and we can all play in a bit of a role of that. But, yeah, Matt Bergen and Gavin Bell have uh, been to the forefront in that area. Nida, uh, unfortunately, you've been through it yourself in a sense. Has that been beneficial for you to handle the last couple of years but also provide some support to Simo? Yeah, I think so. I mean, having um, sat in, been a head coach um, at AFL level, you certainly understand when the right time is to approach the coach, when to knock on his door, when to have a, when to have a yarn, but also be there if you need to. Um, and then I was lucky enough to have 10 years at Geelong under Chris Scott and been a great club. So I guess the experience over the last sort of 13, 14 years has probably given me an understanding of, of who you need to be there for. and. You know, Simo's probably drawn on all of us at different occasions in the last eight or ten weeks. But, um, yeah, he's going pretty well. He's, um, you know, he's, he's hanging pretty tough and um, he's come out and said he's up for the rebuild. 
Matthew, to what degree can you put this season's um, form down to just the host of injuries that you've had? Or has the list just reached a point where it can't compete on a consistent basis anymore? Oh, I think I think both is fair. I think post, post the Fremantle game, we played great footy and we got five or six casualties that game, five or six injuries. Now, for the, for the first few, few weeks, three or four weeks after that, you're going to probably take a bit of adjustment. But let's face it, our form has been been very, very poor um, at times. Um, we've certainly showed in 15, 20-minute periods that we, we can play decent footy um, and match decent teams, and we've done that particularly on, our, on at Optus. Our away form, apart from Essendon a few weeks ago, has been obviously average as well. So, yeah, there's been spurts of, you know, form and cohesiveness and good football there, but, you know, and it, you know unfortunately, it's a... Not for, unfortunately, it's a very tough league and there's a lot of good football teams out there, and... If you play 15, 20 minutes of footy and you don't play the 70 or 80 at a high level, well, you're going to get blown away. And, you know, that's probably happened a bit too much this year. Nida, uh, within that, there's been some young players you've been able to provide games to. Who's excited you from that group? Um, at different times, like Jack Williams is a young player that's come in. He injured his spleen in the first part of the year and he's come in and played second ruck and, and forward, which... As you know, it's, forward's a tough place to play when you're not getting a lot of supply and not getting a lot of inside 50. So I've been really seen a really smart, intelligent player, uh, ex-basketballer. Um, has got good agility and good, good intelligence. So I think he's got a bright future. Um, Campbell Chesser, uh, before this year, had played four games of, or five games of football in three years mm. due to injury. He missed his first year with us last year completely with an ankle. And then in his last two or three years of juniors, played four games. So he's... He's had played 10 or 12 on, on the bounce, which has been, you know, great for him. He's predominantly played wing. We'd like to get him inside more so as, as time goes on because he's going to grow into a big man and we need some bigger bodies in the midfield, particularly when, you know, Ali Yo's been out of that midfield for quite a while now and playing a little bit in defence. And then what you see with, say, Elijah Hewitt and Ruben Jinby is that, that real top-end talent. Um, Elijah's got great explosiveness. Um, he's going to be a real game breaker. He probably does a little bit too much walking at this stage of his early career, <laughs> but that, that happens when you've got that much speed. I never had that problem, so I can sort of empathise. Um, but and then you've got Ruben, who's just you know, he's got leadership and you know quality written, very honest player. So um, yeah, there's a fair bit to look forward to there, mate. Matty, we had Brennan Laid on before, and he spoke about the lack of protection given to assistant coaches in terms of contracts and clauses and payouts, even those that are contracted. What's your understanding of? Uh, what happens between the AFL Coaches Association and the AFL regarding negotiating these things, which to me would just seem common sense. Yeah, well, it's, I think there's a lot of independence on, you know, with assistant coaches have, of their, have their own managers and player managers. Well, maybe when they're players or they have their own coach managers, I suppose. So that I guess the contracts are done on an individual basis. And then my understanding is, you know, when you're out of contract, there's an, there's an August deadline there where they're, the, um, the club has to speak to the assistant coaches in regards to futures and so forth. So um, I don't know where, about any of that detail with our, with our coaching group. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a reasonably private matter for all coaches, I guess. So um, I don't know too much detail apart from that. Matthew, thank you for being so generous with your time this morning on Crunch Time and best of luck for today. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Matthew Matty. Knight's West Coast assistant coach there and really speaking to the human side of what's going on at West Coast. And I loved your question, Scotty, about... You're supporting the players, but who's supporting you? Because that's right, it's affecting people at all levels of the football club. Well, that's right, Sarah. And some players, let's be honest, uh, and I was in this position myself, you're a player that's contracted, 
Um, you might have two, three, four years to go. Uh, you're playing. The coach gets a, a new one comes in and you go again and you, in theory, can be revitalised in a sense. But for that coach, it's the end of his job and there's 18 jobs in the competition. There's 800 players. So it's a really challenging time. And, and assistants and Brendan Lade touched on it with Rowan Smith and NIDA um, also after a long t- 